You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to the Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and we extend a warm hello to all who are listening on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. here in Chicago, and all who are watching our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. As we mentioned in recent weeks here on the Voice of Charity, it is an exciting time at Catholic Charities. To best serve our clients now and into the future, we are establishing regional mission boards in the six vicariates of the Archdiocese of Chicago. These regional mission boards are working closely with our regional offices to serve clients on the local parish level even more than before and help people who want to be involved in the work of Catholic Charities find rewarding opportunities very close to their homes. Today, we welcome two Catholic Charities representatives of our South and Southwest Cook County region. They are Christopher Torres, Regional Director, and Mary Ellen Brabeck, Regional Mission Board Chairperson for the South Region. Both of these leaders are incredibly generous, longtime advocates for Catholic Charities clients, and we're so fortunate to have them on the show today to provide an update regarding these vibrant regions. Welcome, Chris and Mary Ellen. Good to be here. Thanks so much for being with us on the show today. Chris, can we ask you to please start us out? You, you've worked at Catholic Charities for a remarkable 14 years, and you've been regional director of the South and Southwest Cook County region uh, for seven years. What have been the most pressing concerns of your clients this summer? Um, and, and also, what, what sur- can you remind us all what sub- suburbs are identified by the South and Southwest uh, region? Well, thank you for having me on. Uh- so the South and Southwest region mirror the Vicariate 5 and 6 suburban area of the Archdiocese. And uh, it's a pretty large area. Um, think all the way from Summit, Illinois, down the I-55 corridor to the Will County line, uh, to the South and Southwest, all the way to Indiana, back up the Indiana-Illinois border, back to the Chicago border, and then back up through Blue Island. <laughs> That is a quite a, a large region. And before we go any further, uh, Chris, can you please share with our audience some contact information for anybody in those regions, in those suburbs, who knows anyone who might need assistance? Sure. If you're in the South region, you can call us at 708-333-8379. And if you live in the Southwest region, you can call us at 708-430-0428. Or Thank you for sharing those numbers. And, and as I said, you know, we're curious, what have been the most common requests of clients coming to your regional offices this summer? So this summer, it's been a lot, uh, mainly rental assistance and uh, food insecurity. So our uh, food pantries are uh, pretty busy. And, uh, you know, we also have a meal program in four locations between two regions. Uh, Monday night, we have it at St. Anne's in Hazelcrest, Tuesday night, at St. Christopher in Midlothian, Wednesday at St. Blaise 
uh, in Summit, which we also have a food pantry there. And then on Fridays, we have it at St. Stephen's, Deacon and Martyr in Tinley Park. Um, so we're, uh, you know, we have a lot of meals and of course we have the uh, food pantries. That's well. wonderful to be resuming the in-person events. That means so much to people. And I know it's a lot of work for your volunteers and your staff, but it's amazing that you're able to do that four nights a week like that, Chris. Um, I also know you've had some very successful events in, in recent weeks. Can you uh, share details about several of those? Sure. So uh, about two weeks ago, we were out at a trailer park in Broadway called Broadway Estates and Summit. And we, for the last four years, we've had a... Um, back to school uh, community event. And we get uh, quite a few families and children at that location. And then last weekend we had an event at Lincoln Elementary in Calumet City. Uh, they have a, a back to school event as well. And we were a part of that. And we partner with other Catholic organizations uh, thinking about uh, the Linus Project, which donated us, donated quite a few uh, homemade, handmade blankets. And uh, we handed out, I think about hundred of those at the Lincoln Elementary event. And so you're gathering people um, as a you know, community event, but, but you're also um, offering some basic needs, some basic uh, uh, toiletries and, and, and socks and backpacks, you know, basic needs that these kids need uh, to have a, the, a good start of the, of the school year, correct? Yes, yeah, so quite a bit of toiletries, toothpaste, uh, backpacks, uh, socks, underwear, uh, things that kids really need to go back to school with. You know, we, we take for granted um, those basic necessities, and these folks really need them. So it's wonderful that you pulled those events together at a key time uh, in the summer. Um, and I would also just uh, be curious about some of your community partners. Would you like to take this opportunity to give a shout-out to a few of the people that you work with to make those events so successful? So Project Linus is one, and of course our board and all the parishes. So uh my uh my peer in the southwest carol peterson helped organize the uh socks and underwear and a toiletry drive so we received quite a bit of response from the board uh the regional advisory boards and the parish region parishes and regions so uh, most of the stuff is donated we do buy a few things but uh really it's the volunteers who come forward and the donors who really make a difference to make these events so successful Sounds like a wonderful cooperative effort. Um, Mariella, may I turn to you and, and ask how long you've been involved with Catholic Charities and, and how you first got involved? I, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to share. I've been working with Catholic Charities for about 13 years. Um, I worked in healthcare for my whole career and knew what Catholic Charities did for our patients and our clients um, as far as services. And then our parish started to do food drives and I'm a dietitian by training, so I was certainly interested in feeding people. So I got involved just at the parish level with um, working on the food drive. And then um, when someone from um, the regional board retired and moved on, um, they asked me to take a position, and I willingly stepped on. So we've been doing the food drive at our at St. Joseph's in Homewood for 13 years. And um, that's been a big part of getting people aware and, and involved in our community, actually. Uh, we advertise it through our community village newsletter and um, do a food drive quarterly. Uh, we regularly collect about five carloads of food and take it out to the pantry and then also um, take uh, monetary donations that can then be passed on and they can fill the gap with what they need. So we've um, 
had a very successful response from community members um, throughout Homewood, Flossmoor, um, Glenwood, bringing food to donate. And, and how many families and individuals are served at those food pantries weekly, Mary Ellen? We have the, our food pantry is at St. Irenaeus in Park Forest, and um, we regularly serve about 150 families. And they estimate that the average family is four people, so that's 600 people. And they try to serve 10 meals a week to each one of those people by the, by the amount of food that they're allowed to select. So, you know, that's 6,000 meals um, a week that are given to people. Um, and we have what's called a selective pantry. So um, during, the pan during the pandemic, we had to go to non-selective. So, um, and actually that's where we got a tremendous amount of community involvement. Um, I sent out an all points bulletin to people saying we needed more volunteers because we needed to be able to take carts out and drop them off to the cars um, so because people weren't able to come in and we needed, we used kids who weren't in school during March, April, May, June, you know, of that lovely year and um, their parents and came out and distributed the food. So it was a real eye-opening experience for kids and parents alike. Um, and I think if you get the kids involved, you know, it grows the base of people who will then serve in the future. So we serve about 6,000 meals a week at our pantry and Chris can address St. Blaise even better. And, and just hearing about that volume of meals per week, it's really quite remarkable that you've been so intricately involved for 13 years. Thank you so much for your dedication and your volunteer work, Mary Ellen. We're so grateful at Catholic Charities for people like you who just believe in the mission and have stuck with it over many years. Thank you. Um, may I also ask, with your professional training as a dietitian, um, are you able to incorporate that into your conversations with clients and share some of your knowledge with them? <laughs> To a small extent, I'm certainly there as a resource person. Um, they come in pretty focused on what they want. Actually, Greater Chicago Food Depository has a good um, has good assistance with um, a QR code that they can utilize to get get recipes. Um, and you know, if they don't know what to do with them, most of our clients are pretty savvy in what they need and what they want. Um, but we do have the way we do our selection is kind of interesting in that it's it's grouped in like you know um, cereals, fruits vegetables so they get represented uh, they get choices from each one of the kind of food groups um, as they move along and they're allowed to take more or less depending upon their size of their group that they're shopping for so i'm there as a resource if they need it um, one of the young men who works in the and the, they've got an amazing group of volunteers out there and one of the young men that works in the fresh produce room um, for instance like two weeks ago we had jicama and um, he Googled what to do with jicama. So if people didn't know what jicama was and what to do with it, he was able to give them information right there. So, you know, he's also very anxious to help and be a source of um, information for our clients who are out there. It sounds like a wonderful uh, team effort. And, and like I said, that, that volume of meals per week really is astounding. That's, that's amazing that you're able to continue that. It's one thing to, you know, to do it on a short-term basis or for holidays, but to, to provide that on a continuous basis um, is really remarkable. Um, can I ask you both, we mentioned at the top of the show about our regional mission boards forming. Uh, Chris, can I start with you and just say, you know, how is it going from your perspective as regional director? Well, I always joke with Mary Ellen and Tim, the other chair, about we have post-COVID uh, and we have pre-COVID. And, um, you know, two years of uh, having Zoom meetings and not meeting in person uh, really changed the, the face of the agency, I think, at, at, at some levels and also the uh, board. 
So uh, now we're post COVID, we're trying to rebuild and re-engage with our board members and community and actually really going out to the parishes and finding out how things are going. I've always said that um, the secret sauce for Catholic charities is the relationships in the community. So um, that takes time and to re-engage with each board member and uh, you know push through new visions and also what we're doing in the community is uh, very exciting. And um, you know it's gonna take time for us to move through this of course, and and as we mentioned, you know, Mary Ellen is is kindly accepted the role of regional mission board chairperson for the South Region. But then, as Chris mentioned, uh, her colleague is Tim Richards, who is the regional mission board chairperson for the Southwest Region. He unfortunately, you know, wasn't able to be with us today. Uh, we're trying to get him, see if we we can get him uh, during our break. But but for right now, uh, Mary Ellen, can I ask what you and Tim have been doing to connect with parish representatives and outreach committees, see what they're doing? and then see how Catholic Charities can enhance that work this fall and winter? Sure. We've been, you know, through like through our food drive, um, we, I've been able to reach out to um, uh, several people to see if they're interested in joining our board. New people, you know, who have uh, been volunteers, so showed an interest in, in the work. And um, we've gotten several interested parties who are interested in coming on the board. Um, and then also someone who had served on the board or had been, related to the board in, in activities previously reached out to me through the food pantry and said, you know, she was interested in getting involved. So just kind of reactivating those touch points um, are, you know, with Renew My Church going through a lot of changes and reformatting, um, unifying different parishes into new parishes. Um, we're trying to allow that kind of dust to settle and then reach out to those groups, you know, go out to the parishes and see um, what we can do for them and then what they're already doing. So we're not, you know, what, how can we both serve each other best so that we can meet the needs of the people in our community um, as, as well as possible. Wonderful. Well, if there, as I said, there's tremendous excitement. And if you'll bear with us, we're going to take a, a quick break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we return, we'd love to hear some of those clients' stories. How is this new structure really helping clients in the most effective and, and the quickest ways to alleviate their concerns? So as I mentioned, uh, we'll, we'll be back with uh, Chris Torres and Mary Ellen Brabeck. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 
312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. This is your 44 for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. I see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? what? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful, life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman and it's my great pleasure today to be here with Christopher Torres who is the Regional Director for the South and Southwest Cook County Region of Catholic Charities and also Mary Ellen Brabeck, a longtime dedicated volunteer who has now very generously stepped up to be the Regional Mission Board Chairperson um, for the South Cook Region. Um, and Chris and Mary Ellen, before the break we were talking about the Regional Mission Board structure and how that's starting to come into uh, uh, play this fall as you're meeting with parish representatives. Um, can I ask you both to maybe share a client story or two about people who uh, are benefiting already from this, you know, cohesive unit on the parish local level to, to assist client needs? Uh, Chris, may I start with you? Sure. So, uh, you know, I think rental assistance is a big part of what's going on right now because uh, we had the two years or so of mor moratorium of uh, not be people not getting evicted. Uh, we had a family uh, that lived in Homewood in the spring that was uh, victims of a fire in the apartment they were at. So um, we worked with them for toiletries and other items, but we also put them into a hotel for about three weeks while they could, uh, you know, so they could get back on their feet. Um, we get a lot of off calls for everything from my car is broken to um, living on the street to uh, domestic violence, 
uh, to, uh, you know, my children need uniforms. Um, so we take the calls as we can and most of them go through programming and then the off items we go to the board or individuals to uh, see where we can help. Those are powerful stories and a good reminders of the very serious concerns that are in people's lives. And, and how about you, Mary Ellen, any client stories that you can share as well? I mean, I think the one that, because I'm in closest contact with the food pantry and my work out there, um, just seeing, you know, there's um, a little, there's two little older women who come um, for the food pantry twice a month and they come on the little shuttle bus from in Park Forest and um, it's just amazing to see how much they rely on the food from the pantry. You know, when they have, when they get the eggs, they'll say, oh, good. Now I am, you know, I can cook my eggs tomorrow morning for breakfast and I've got some chicken so that I can have, um, you know, that for dinner during the week. Um, they look forward to being able to come and get their, their food there. And for them, it makes a difference in what they're able to get. Um, and also, I think, interestingly, you know, you mentioned the communal aspect of it. Um, when they come in, um, I was gone for about three weeks and keeping in mind that I'm, you know, I'm at the door. That's all I do is greet people and direct them to where they need to be. And the one little lady said, oh, it's so good to see you back. I missed having you here. You know, so just that contact point of someone greeting them and, and saying good morning, you know, good afternoon and and directing them. And they pack one of those little shopping carts up and carry it back on the, on the bus. And I'm always commenting on they're the best packers that we've got, you know, but they like that interaction, that human touch, you know, and I think that um, that's what does it for me as far as, you know, what we're able to do to reach out to people and, and, and touch their lives. You know, um, I think it's important. And I, I, I really want you know more kids to be able to see that and and get the human the human value of of what we do and what what other people are needing and experiencing. Well, and those who are facing food insecurity, you know, that warmth of feeling part of a, a community um, means all the difference in the world, I'm sure. Um, can we talk yeah. a little bit about what the Regional Mission Board structure is going to offer volunteers? As I said, you know, one of the large goals of this is to allow people to, you know, contribute to the mission of Catholic Charities, you know, blocks from their home, right, in a, in a more uh, substantial right. way. And so, Chris, can, can you outline a little bit about what those volunteers options are going to be through the regional mission boards? Sure. So we have a lot of things going on right now. Um, I think we have really three areas of focus that we're trying to put together um, as far as who can do who should be doing what. Um, one is parish engagement. Uh, the second one is community engagement. And the third one is uh, like advocacy for the general community. And um, like you said earlier, Katie, it's it's really hyper-local. As I'm looking at these photos, all these items that are out are donated. They're out in different sites where we're engaging the community. Um, you know, if you're interested in coming out and really serving in your community, you know, that's that's really where our focus is. Um, it's so wonderful to meet people in, in, uh, in the regions and, you know, organizing and um, giving is, uh, actually very, very fun to do. 
And so a volunteer could call one of your regional offices and offer to, you know, come and just stock food in the food pantries, for example, do something individual like that. Or they could participate on mission teams, right? If, if three or four people want to join together and perhaps speak with a, a family that's learning English, you know, and, and develop, help them develop their, their colloquial, you know, phrasing, uh, that way they can be part of a team, right? <laughs> but then also, I believe there's advocacy roles where people, uh, volunteers, could participate in community meetings with, for example, a local village government, you know, advocating for Mm -hmm. Catholic Charities clients that way. Correct, Mary Ellen? Have have I missed another opportunity for volunteers there? No, those are some really good examples, Katie. And, I mean, you know, we have an advocacy day where if people are feel comfortable going down to Springfield and meeting with legislators and letting them know what's happening in the community and what needs to be done, um, that's, you know, another avenue. Some people really feel that that's their strength and they enjoy doing that. Um, we have one of the great community outreach that Chris established a long time ago was um, before the pandemic started when we had our fundraisers. Uh, we had a relationship with um, Thornton High School, Thornridge, Chris, I was, and Thornridge High School. And they would, their, their band group would come and play for our fundraiser. And then in the fall, they would help us do a huge food drive in South Holland where one Saturday they'd pass out the bags, the grocery bags, and the next Saturday we'd go around the neighborhood and collect those grocery bags. So those kids got to reach out and touch people in a, you know, in a fairly easy way, um, but you know, still make a difference. So there's all sorts of ways that people can reach out and, and, and connect and, and help if they're interested. And I know our and that's uh, what we're interested in developing more too. Yeah, that's what we're interested in developing more. Yeah, and I know uh, another part of it is to to as you mentioned earlier in the show, Mary Ellen, help young people understand how rewarding it is. You know, when they when they give of themselves to Catholic charities, and that's easier to do um, if the effort is organized more on the local level too, because many of the grade schools and high schools in our area actually have service requirements, and so I think that's another part of it, isn't it, Chris? That to hope hopefully get the word out there on a more regular basis of Catholic Charities opportunities in your neighborhood and and help these kids fulfill their hours, but also help them see how rewarding Mm -hmm. it is when you know you are totally making a difference in someone's life today who might be facing food insecurity. Right, Chris? Correct. I'm smiling because my my son just uh, got confirmed last spring and he had to do the service hours. And then my daughter, four years earlier, was also doing her service hours with Catholic Charities. And... um, you know, so yes, we, we, there's plenty of work. If you want service hour, you need service hours. Uh, we can put you to work and get your hours. Um, in the short time we have left, can I ask you each to reflect a little bit on, on the best things about, uh, about working and volunteering for uh, Catholic Charities? Mary Ellen, may I start with you? Yeah, I think, thank you. One of, one of the ways that, one of the great things that's enhanced my life, besides helping other people, is the great group of people that I've gotten to meet. Um, you know, networking with others that I might not reach out and be able to meet in any other way. So the, the volunteers at in Park Forest, you know, the people in Blue Island, um, Sister Pat, who's on our board, who at 90 plus years is working um, doing um, a, a, a tutoring and, and ESL help. So, you know, just meeting a group of people that are phenomenal and which enriches my life and then being able to enrich other people's lives as well. It's the two way street. Beautifully said, Mary Ellen. And you, Chris? I, I echo Mary's, Mary Ellen's comments. Um, you know, you you learn and you get relationships with pastors and board members and families and um, the regions over such a long period of time. Uh, 
you just appreciate uh, really what people really do in the community. You always hear about things that are going wrong in, in the community, but then mm -hmm. you meet people who really care. Um, I, I keep saying it's the secret sauce of how we're so, so successful is the people who really step up and really engage the community and really support the agency and get things done. So I'm always in awe and like, how are we going to do this? And then, you know, uh, Mary Ellen will say, this is how we're going to do it. Like, okay, let's go do it. And we end up doing it. And, uh, you know, it just comes back to us. So um, really honored to work with Mary Ellen and Tim and staff and uh, the community that supports us. And I'm always humbled by the work we do. Well, you two are amazing examples, as well as your other staff members and other volunteers of, of, of this excitement at Catholic Charities right now. We wish you all the best and hope you'll come back on The Voice of Charity to continue to provide an update with us, along with uh, Mary Ellen's colleague, uh, Tim Richards, who we're also very grateful for his dedication as well. Uh, just a, another reminder, anybody um, who wants to participate in this work um, or who might need help, call the South Region at 708-333-8379, and the Southwest Region is 708-330-0428. Again, thank you so much, Chris and Mary Ellen, for being on the show today. Thank you. And we invite all of you to get back again next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, this is Katie Breedeman, and we thank you for tuning in and believing in the mission of Catholic Charities. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.